Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Air It Out podcast. I am your host, Ryan the Goose-Gosker, here with you as always. This is episode 28, if you keep a track at home. I know some of you non-math majors don't like to keep count, so we always keep count for you. Uh, 28, we're going to go with either Adrian Peterson or Curtis Martin episode. Uh, a few running backs. Again, I still wouldn't pay them a big contract. Uh, that's Those are the rules here. On the Air It Out podcast, I want to welcome back my co-host, Jolan Bioka. Jolan, uh, welcome back after a week off. Two things. Goose hates you if you're bad at math, and he hates you if you're a running back. Well, I don't hate you if you're bad at math. I'm just saying, if you don't want to keep track, there's obviously a lot going on with the virus going around, I think, if there's a virus going around, um, you don't have to keep track. We got you here at the Air It Out podcast, Jolan. So why did you mention Curtis Martin? Why did I mention Curtis Martin? Well, uh, we talk about the Jets every once in a while here on the podcast. Never in the right reasons, but uh, (laughs) we have our guest this week, Ronnie Aponte. Ronnie... Uh, went to high school with both of us, and uh, has been a good friend of ours since, since the young young wee days when we were little kids, if that was ever a thing. Uh, Ronnie, welcome to the podcast. You said we, Thank you not for weed. Me. Ronnie's law enforcement. <laughs> That's correct. I said we. I promise. I promise. Absolutely no drugs on on this podcast. No, no. This isn't. Yeah, no. Not, Great intro. <laughs> we're, we are not. We're not airing drugs out. We are airing sports opinions out. Um, so welcome to the podcast. It was a lot of fun. Thank, I want to thank Dan and Zach uh, for their time last week. Just another fantastic episode, uh, Meeting of the Minds, really, when you look at it. That's why I titled it that. Uh, you just want to take a look back at, at last week in the NFL, Jolan, really wacky kind of week. It started on Thursday on Thanksgiving, ended on Wednesday with Pittsburgh versus Baltimore, probably the longest week in NFL history. And when you look at it, 2020 is going to be the first year ever that the NFL has played on every single day in at some point in the season because they're playing on Friday for Christmas this year. That was the only day they were missing now that they've played. Oh, like a calendar uh, week. Like correct. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Correct. They have played on every day of the week by the end of the season, okay, which like is kind of crazy. Right, no, it's kind of it's kind of wacky when you think about it. Even last week, you want to talk about wacky. Listen, I know you guys are going to kill me for my upset pick of the week, which was Denver over New Orleans. I didn't know that the entire Denver quarterback room was going to get COVID or be in close contact with someone who had COVID. So my bad for not forecasting that. I'm sorry. I'm not a I, – I, I don't even know what you and would if, have to – you'd have to be a psychic for that and one. And if we have any Denver listeners or any, anybody who likes the Denver Broncos, you have to understand the difference between them and the Ravens was only a group of one team got it, just so happened to be the quarterback room, as opposed to an outbreak for the Ravens, which went six days long. You also, I'm going to break your heart right here. You also don't have a star quarterback. I'm sorry. If you had a star quarterback, they may have pushed this and tried to give you some time. This is what they did for the Ravens. Once Lamar got COVID, game didn't matter. We can postpone it. Let them get everything in order. Denver does not have a star quarterback. That's why they had to play that game with zero quarterback experience. But you just look up and down. San Francisco gets a lot of guys back. They come back. They beat the Rams. Uh, Green Bay took care of business. Kansas City, Tyreek Hill, 200 yards in the first quarter. Not the first half, not the whole game. 200 yards in the first quarter of that game. I was actually awake for that. Uh, unreal. <laughs> I just, it was just dumb to if watch. You went against them in fantasy. Oh, in peace. God bless your soul. Uh, the Raiders come to the East Coast and lay an egg again. No surprise, they lose 43 to six. Buffalo gets a win. The Giants, very important road win at Cincinnati. Now you're gonna say, well, they shouldn't. You know, they should beat Cincinnati by more than two points. I'll tell you what, that game should have been over long before. Okay, because Deion Lewis had a swing pass that was overthrown. That was a walk-in touchdown. They screwed up a P, uh, P.I. call 
on Darnary Holmes in the end zone. Shouldn't have been P.I. Uh, Cincinnati should have had to kick. Uh, and the Giants should have converted, but Cam Fleming decided to hold. Regardless, they lose Daniel Jones in that game to a hamstring injury, a huge loss. We're going to talk about how that might affect this weekend's matchup. Uh, Tennessee destroyed that Indianapolis defense. That Indianapolis defense down three starters on that defensive line. That's a huge loss for you. Uh, the Jets lose again, no surprise. Uh, Cleveland, they squeak one out against Jacksonville. Jacksonville continues the road to try and chase the Jets. Uh, Arizona fu- really fumbles it away at New England and, and loses a heartbreaker. Kyler Murray, seven points in fantasy, I'll fight you. Yeah, no. Um, Same height. Uh, he's got a lot of offensive linemen that will protect him, Murray. so I would not try to fight Kyler Murray. You ever mm-hmm. see the replacements when uh, when uh, they, they mess with Flacco's truck and they bring out the the huge offensive linemen to tip the other guy's car. That's exactly what would happen to you if you tried to fight Kyler Murray. He'd just get his two big offensive linemen to come out and just tip your car over. Decoy cheeseburgers. Yeah. Don't let them right okay. start moving. Of course. Uh, like cheeseburger Eddie from the longest yard. Uh, Seattle goes on the road to Philadelphia and wins. No surprise. DK Metcalf continues to just be the star for that team. Uh, and Pittsburgh gets the win against Baltimore. But the bigger loss for Pittsburgh, they lose Bud Dupree. Win the game, they lose Bud Dupree to a torn ACL. Uh, he play, he was playing on the franchise tag this year. You really feel bad for a guy like that. He was going to get paid this offseason. Now I guarantee he's got to come back on a prove-it deal, uh, and, and we're going to see. But that's going to be a big loss for them, but they're still undefeated. Jolan, let's get into week number lucky 13. Let me just start off with some bye weeks. we got Tampa Bay on the bye, and then Carolina on the These bye. are the last buys, I believe. Yes, These are the last buys of the, the season. These are the last buys before we get into it. Let's just start getting into it. 1 p.m. matchups, the 9-2 Saints at the 4-7 and seven Atlanta Falcons. Falcons quarterback Matt Ryan has six games this season with a total QBR of at least 80, the third most in the NFL. He needs just three passing touchdowns for the 12th consecutive season with at least 20, which would tie for the fourth longest streak in NFL history. That's that's impressive, and uh, give credit to them. They've played hard under their interim coach, Raheem Morris, right? That's his name? I, yeah, yes, they've, done, they've done a terrific job, and I'm going to take them in this game. Uh, listen, the Taysom Hill experiment I thought was going to run out last week. But, again, as we, we already talked about what happened at Denver. That dome, Matt Ryan, something like that. By the way, Cam Jordan has the most sacks ever against. So he has more sacks against Matt Ryan than any other player against any other quarterback in NFL history. And he's had seven fact. of them in the last two games. Seven sacks against Matt Ryan in the last two games. For some odd reason, in the Dome, I like how they played last week. Now, this isn't the Raiders coming into town. This is New Orleans, obviously. Division game. It gets a little wacky. Uh, I just like this Atlanta offense to show me something. Finally, please win a game that I pick you in for once this year. Please, Ronnie, take it away. I'm taking I'm taking Atlanta in this game. I'm also going to take Atlanta. Hopkins' uh, rush defense has been fantastic lately. It Taysom Hill is not a good quarterback, and you just got to see how he does against that uh, terrible 31st pass defense in the Falcons. And that's been a problem for them for ages. Their pass defense has not been fixed even through the draft. They just continue to struggle. They're whiffing on guys, and it's just been horrendous. But we'll move forward to the game of the week. I know it's early. It's a 1 p.m. game. I know the NFL doesn't agree. But oh the 8-3 Browns at the 8-3 Titans. Now, the reason it's the game of the week is because Henry and Chubb rank 1-2 and two respectively in NFL rushing yards and 100 game rushing yards since the start of the season. The Browns rank number one in the NFL of rush percentage at 50%, while the Titans are third at 47. I love running the football. Ronnie, we'll start with you. Who do you like here? Uh, I'm going to go the Titans. I do not think the Browns are a, the best 8-3 and three team out there. 
uh, their opponents are 20 and 28 on every win. So every team they beat has been basically under 500. It's a great stat to put out there. Um, I think the Titans win if they have their play action rolling. That's honestly the, it's, it's the key to them. Need? It really yeah. is the key to them. A.J. Brown, uh, he, you know, he had some drops earlier in the year. Seems like he's gotten that under control. Ronnie, I'm with you on this one. I'm going to take Tennessee. Uh, you mentioned Cleveland's wins. Uh, let's go through them. Cincinnati, Washington, Dallas, Indianapolis, which is a good win. The Bengals, again, the Texans, the Eagles, and the Jaguars. That's not good. They and and I and I joked with somebody about this the other day. You talk about Lamar Jackson being zero and six when the games matter the most. Cleveland Browns organization is zero for the century <laughs> in games that actually mean anything. When we when we really just sit down and look at it, um, I, again, I don't think people outside like I consider us all obviously big football fans. If you are a casual watcher, you're not going to appreciate this game as much because this is going to be one of the fastest games in NFL history with as much as each team runs the ball. It's going to be a hard-nosed, knockout, drag-out, heavyweight fight. I really like this game. I think Tennessee wins. I think they maybe win by a touchdown to 10 points. But, but again, and Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry's almost got 1,300 yards already. He's still got five games left, by the way. Uh, he definitely could get to 2,000 on the year. We'll have to see if he has a big one this weekend. Give me Derrick Henry. So the next matchup is going to be the 7-4 Colts at the 4-7 and seven Texans. And the Texans are averaging just 83.9 rushing yards per game. That's 31st in the NFL. They have turned it around with Deshaun Watson. He's been very, very good without Bill O'Brien. Goose, we'll start with you. Who do you like here? Yeah, you know, I'm, the I'm not... The Colts back, by the way. Correct. I'm not even going to look at the line for this game because I think Houston can keep this close. Again, divisional matchup. They've played well without Bill O'Brien, and and all that kind of stuff. Minus three point five Indy, so Vegas yeah. So it's it's very it's very close to a toss up. Uh, the big problem is, and this is why I'm going to go with Indianapolis. Uh, I think Phillip bounces back. He was disgusting last week, uh, and uh, you know I, I maybe there's something going on with his hundred kids at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and Houston, Will Fuller got suspended six games. I think that's a huge loss for Deshaun Watson. I know he's really great. He's the only reason I think this game stays close. But I'm going to take Indianapolis in the end. I'm also going to go Indianapolis. I had the Texans, but Wilfell got suspended, so that Colts defense is, is fantastic. It makes you question Will Fuller's terrific season. Like, what were the PEDs? They don't have, they never disclose it. So, like, yeah. was it human growth hormone? Like, I don't know, because Will Fuller looked terrific, and I would hate for his fantastic season to be. But he said it was something his doctor had prescribed him. They You're supposed do. to get checked through the league, by the way. Which, A-Rod, A-Rod said that, too. Yeah, wow. Tony Bosch is saying in Miami right now, and the Carlton's yeah. still. That's a nice name reference. We'll move forward <laughs> to the 1-10 Jaguars, speaking of Florida, at the 5-6 and six Vikings. The Jaguars have allowed 24-plus points in 10 straight games this season, their longest streak of allowing 24 such in franchise history. The Vikings They've only have, played 11. <laughs> the Vikings have scored 24-plus points in eight of their 11 games this season, but they're just 4-4 four and four in those games. The defense obviously can't hold. We'll start with you, Ronnie. Who do you like here? Dalvin Cook, all I have to say. Oh, that's a great theory. Adam Thielen's back. Goose. This is unreal. No, they've literally allowed over 25, over 24 points in every single game this year. They, you know, this team stinks. I come with the knowledge. I, I understand. This team stinks. Um... Oh, man, I would love to call a road upset here because Minnesota's just been so inconsistent. When you look at their team and how they should be constructed, they should be 
On a, paper, it's a Super Bowl A team. better team, Absolutely. right? And they should be in the upper echelon. They should be playing for a division title. They're just not for whatever reason. And I think in part it's that defense. Kirk Cousins obviously plays well in the fourth quarter now, apparently according to advanced analytics. Uh, and you got Dalvin Cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook is a is a firecracker of a running back. He's playing really well. He loves to run the ball, especially at home. And uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Minnesota and Dalvin Cook having 200 plus yards this week. You guys don't like to talk about Adam Thielen. Adam Adam Thielen, who I love the most on my fantasy team. I like He's Justin Jefferson. back off of COVID reserve list. That just hurts my soul. That's what I had on my. At favorite. least you Justin have a Jefferson. soul, John. We'll move forward with one of the lesser matchups this week: the two eight and one Bengals at the seven and four Dolphins. Vegas has the spread of eleven point five. The Dolphins average only zero point zero six expected points added per play, with quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick added on the field this season, minus of zero point zero eight with Tua Tagovailoa. That is equivalent to the difference between the 18th-ranked best offense and the 31st. So .02 gets your difference. Ryan Fitzpatrick has his team moving. Goose, we'll start with you. Ryan Fitzmagic, baby. Uh, So I think in the last five years, there's been two times Miami has been favored by double digits. One was against the Jets earlier this year, and one is now against Cincinnati. This Cincinnati team decimated by injury again. They have good weapons. I, I really I like Tyler Boyd. I like what they have. They just I don't I don't think they have enough against this Miami team. I like what they're doing. I actually like what Fitzmagic is doing better than uh, what Tua was doing. Uh, very inconsistent when he was in there. I don't really know what they're trying to do with him in terms of starting him, then benching him, then start and all that. Now he's hurt. Uh, this is a problem. Give me the guy from Harvard uh, and and Miami this week. Now, Ronnie, let me ask you a specific question because he just took the Dolphins there. What do you think the Bengals need to do? To possibly win this game without Joe Burrow, they have no mixing. I don't think there's much. Been, they like, gotta go to church, they huh? to <laughs> Yeah, they, they gotta, gotta go pray. To there's not much they could do. Uh, you brought up the Bengals' weapons. T. Higgins has been fantastic. Has more yards and more touchdowns than Devontae Parker. I mean, so giving him the ball is obviously one of the moves you have to do. I'm, is Ryan Finley the guy? Who knows? But Joe Burrow. Ryan Finley, Bri- Brandon Allen started Oh, Brandon Allen's right. Was, yeah, the QB out of Arkansas. Right. Yeah. Finley come in for Burrow. Brandon Allen all of a sudden signed in. So it's been hectic over in Cincinnati. And you just got to pray Joe Burrow comes back for them next season I healthy. Would, I would probably take Cincinnati in this game if Burrow was playing. Uh, 100%. I, I, I definitely I think so. That really? Dolphins defense has been playing fantastic They have been playing year. really well. And they saving really, them every yep. game. That's fair. That's we move fair. forward I see that. to our snooze bowl. The four and seven Lions at the five and six Bears. The Lions are one of four teams this season without a divisional win. The Chargers, Jets, and Bengals are included there. In fact, they've lost nine straight divisional games. Currently tied for the longest active streak in, in the NFL, tied with the Chargers. Lions, Tigers, Bears, oh my! Uh, this game is disgusting. I, you know what? I don't even know who to pick. Uh, Detroit should have won the first matchup. There was a drop touchdown by DeAndre Swift. This was the first game of his career. I do remember that, uh, and you know, obviously a tough play for him in Chicago. I don't even know what the weather's going to be. It might snow. It might, you know, it might rain cats and dogs. Uh, but oh man, lions, tigers, bears, cats, dogs. You're on a roll. Yeah, I know. It's a lot of animals in this first segment. Mm-hmm. Um, give me Chicago. I I don't know why. I don't know if Ronnie's got a better point for picking either one of these two teams. But I, I guess I'm going to take Chicago. Uh, don't bet on the Lions. Ronnie, who you got? I got Chicago, too. Trubisky's, Trubisky's starting again, and the Lions' defense is terrible. 29th ranked. Uh, I just think Trubisky might have a game. 
It's funny because Trubisky started the season off 3-0 and before being benched, so let's see if he still has the magic. To our next game, Ronnie, you're in the building, so we have to start with you. The 6-5 and Raiders at the 0-11 Jets. Oh, yeah, baby, the game of the week. Jets, you know. quarter, uh, Jets quarterback Sam Darnold has no passing touchdowns in each of his first uh, each of his past four starts, the longest active streak in the NFL, a fifth consecutive game without a touchdown pass would tie the longest sh- such streak by a Jets quarterback in the past 40 years, or p- 40 seasons. Geno Smith was the most recent to do so in 2013. <laughs> Making history out oh, here. Lord. Holy cow. Okay. Um, I'm obviously going to go the Raiders. I do want to see an interesting matchup with Josh Jacobs, who is now hurt. I wanted to see that matchup against our run defense. Quentin Williams has been playing fantastic. But Raiders are going to demolish So let me ask you something. Do you believe in Sam Darnold? Point blank, period. If you're the first pick, do you trade back, get more picks than the 10 you have, or do you take Trevor? You can't pass on Trevor Lawrence. So where do you... I, I, love, I don't love Sam Darnold. I think he has potential. But we're trying to win. I'm not going to stay here for another 10 years and miss another 10 playoff runs. That's do you want to extend it. Adam Gase? That's the rumor. Come on. I'm, do I, you do want, I have to answer that are question? Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's a thing on Twitter going on. Extend oh, Gase, yeah. They're, they're trying yeah. to make Adam Gase get extended. I would love that to happen. No. Goose. Oh, my God. By the way, look out for Chicago as a potential destination if Sam Darnold gets traded. Steelers. I think that would be an Steelers. interesting location. I think the Steelers could be a fun one, too. Um, yeah, you know, I at the beginning of this week, I took Vegas to cover because obviously you pick Vegas in this game. Um, I picked them to cover the eight-point spread. I, I don't know. It's moved I'm, to nine now. Yeah, I'm going to kind of walk it back. I think they win by a touchdown, maybe. Uh, Vegas, just on the East Coast at 1 o'clock, is a recipe for disaster. You know, there's foods you make where you know the recipe is bad. And, and you make it, and it still just tastes like crap. Okay, this is what Oakland, or Las Vegas now, going to the East Coast, playing in the 1 o'clock window does. They lost this game last year 34-3. to at MetLife Stadium, they return to their house of horrors. I think they come out with a win this time, but expect it to be a lot closer than before. Uh, to point out the game last year, just to let you know, Jamal Adams had probably one of the best games of his career in that game. No longer on the team. Good point. Ooh, we move on to a battle <laughs> in the NFC West. The 7-4 Rams at the 6-5 and five Cardinals. The Cardinals lead the NFL in yards per rush at 5, ranked 4th in rushing yards per game at 155.9, and set at a record. Uh, at a second place in the run block win rate at 73, but the Rams have allowed the fourth fewest rush yards per game. So clearly, the rush game is a big factor here. Ronnie, who do you like here? Oh, this is a tough one. I just think so too. The spread's three to the Rams. Yeah, I think an interesting matchup in this game is going to be Jalen Ramsey and DeAndre Hopkins. Why do you say that? Jalen Ramsey's a dog. He's a dog. Oh, it's best. It's arguably best on best. I mean, oof. What do you mean, oof? I don't know. I think D-Hop wins this one uh, right Me now. too, but James it's going to be a fight. James Bradbury is the best cornerback in football. Okay, we'll get, get there. We'll get there. Um, I'm going Cardinals. I think it depends a lot on Kyler Murray. Yeah. Period. If Goose. he can get out the pocket and run. Yeah. Again, this is the third straight game now. If you're Kyler Murray and you want your team to get to the postseason, you got to show up big. This is this has got to be the game. And you know what? The other two times, you're on the road. You know what? You want to use that as an excuse. The year of COVID, the road is a little bit different now, but you want to use that as an excuse, whatever. You're at home. You have to win this football game. You cannot continue to slide. You cannot go from 5-2 and two to then 6-6. Six and six. That cannot happen if you're Kyler Murray. They have to win this football game. But I will tell you, Jared Goff, as long as he takes care of the football, I think they win this game. 
However, I don't see him taking care of the ball. I think he has three turnovers on Sunday, and I'm taking Arizona in this game. At home, in a must-win. And you know who I want to see on the defensive side of the ball, Johan? You might know his name. We talked a lot about him in draft prep. Isaiah Simmons finally starting to let him loose a little bit after really locking him into one position early in the year. He said he's ready for an expanded role. Look for him to have a huge day. And again, they got to stop the run. But I'm going to take Arizona. We move forward to an NFC West team. But who are they playing? The 4-7 and seven Giants at the Seahawks, who are 8-3. and three. Seattle quarterback Russell Wilson ranks 5th in QBR at 78.1 for his own coverage this season with 9 touchdowns, which trails only Patrick Mahomes with 11. The Giants utilize zone coverage in 66.1 of opponent dropbacks at the second highest rate this season. Um, they're behind just the Panthers at 69.7. Obviously, defense is going to have to step up big for the Giants to win. Goose, you're the Giants fan here. We'll start with you. Of course. This is a really interesting matchup. Uh, and, you know, again, without Daniel Jones, it's really, it's really hard to try and figure out what this Giants team looks like. They have Colt McCoy, but... I yeah, give me something better. Like he was a star in 08. I don't care that he was a star in 08. I don't care that he was a star at Texas. Did you see what happened to the last Texas quarterback? What you know, back when Texas was back, quote unquote. Uh, I'm looking at you, Sam Ellinger. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's just not right. Now, what I will tell you is the Giants do not have the pressure of having uh, Joe Duck and Troy Ake, Aikman calling the game. It's gonna be Adam and me, Mark Schlereth, and Lindsey Zarniak. Um, just to put that out there, if you were wondering, I don't like the Giants in this game. I don't. I like them to backdoor cover this game. I don't like them to win the football game. I'm going to take Seattle. DK Metcalf. Here's the problem: Where do you put James Bradbury? Do you have him cover Tyler Lockett? Do you have him and then double DK? Do you have him cover DK and then Tyler Lockett's going to destroy you? We put one on ones across the board and we win. Incorrect. You're going to lose that game, uh, and I think they're going to lose the game anyway. I just think this, again, Seattle doesn't have a defense, but they have a really good offense. And, again, I just trust Russell Wilson a little bit more than Colt McCoy. Shoot me if I'm wrong, but, you know, I, I trust Russell Wilson just a hair bit more. And, you know, all those rumors back in the day are starting to hurt now with Sierra wanting to come to New York and all that good good news uh, I, w- I wish that would have happened. And I think that's going to come up to bite us as he rains yards on us this week. Ronnie, who do you like, your quarterback of the week and your fantasy team? Uh, quarterback of the week is obvious, Russell Wilson. Like you said, shoot you if you're wrong. You're not going to get shot. Uh, oh, I have written down Bradbury versus Metcalf is the matchup I want to see. This game is oh, not going to be, be close, but I'm going to be watching that. Well, you're right. This game cannot be close, but Bradbury could limit DK to maybe a grab or two, and then Lockett could lock it. Yeah, but his, I, I or, think you know, I really, on my team. I think this, <laughs> uh, I think this game stays a little bit closer than you think, and I think it's because Seattle's allergic to really blowing teams out. They really the defense and, is terrible. But again, like this is a, this is one of those games that you might look back on and say, "Hey, they blew them out, but they won by ten points." You know, you and and we've all we've all been in those games in our lives where you beat the crap out of a team, but you're just not up by 30 points. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, something funky might happen. Joe Judge might pull a a rabbit out of his hat. So I think it stays a little bit closer, but I think when you watch it, it doesn't feel as close. I do think Jabril will have a a interception this game. That's not that's not huge, bold prediction because Russell Wilson throws 40 times a game. He's been turning the ball over. I understand. Understandably so. We move on to the 3-7-1 Eagles at the 8-3 Packers. Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz has an off-target rate of 23.3 this season, which ranks last in the NFL. The Eagles quarterback was ranked 11th out of 32 QBs in the category last season. 
at 16.6. Carson Wentz digressing in year five. The full statue outside's not helping. Doug Peterson's on the hot seat after winning a Super Bowl four years ago. I'm loving it. Screw the Eagles. Goose, we'll start with you. All right, Joel, on two questions for you. Is Carson Wentz the starting quarterback for Philadelphia? Yes, they're not giving up on Is Aaron Rodgers the starting quarterback in Green Bay? Yes. Then Green Bay's going to win this game. <laughs> Ronnie, you're up. Green Bay's going to win this. Green Bay's absolutely going to win this game. I would like to see Jalen Hurts get some playing time. Who do you think the fantasy player of the game is in this matchup? Hurts is back. Devontae Adams. Okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I forgot about Or Aaron him. Jones. Yeah, I forgot about his. Or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, we'll move forward. <laughs> Two lesser teams at the moment, the 5-6 and six Patriots at the 3-8 and eight Chargers. Newton has four passing touchdowns and nine interceptions this season. That's a .44 touchdown to pick rate. It's, and it's the second worst by quarterbacks with 250 pass attempts in a season. In the past decade, out of 344 qualifying QBs. Uh, Jimmy Clausen was first at point thirty three. Oh, the Notre Dame guy, Jimmy mm-hmm. Clausen. What a name James dro- of high school football. What a <laughs> name drop. Wow, that's impressive. Give me New England in this game. I like New. Listen, the Chargers. That I like what Herbert's done. Sherbert the Herbert. He's done a great job. That team is so talented. It's stupid that the record is what it is. But Anthony Lynn's holding them back. They really just can't win close games. I think every loss this year has been by one score. Yep. Uh, you even look at the Buffalo. It, the Buffalo game, you saw Herbert complete that Hail Mary last week. That was crazy. All this kind of all this kind of stuff. I like New England in this game, uh, not only because I don't think the Chargers can close close games. I think New England has Bill Belichick. They're trying to make a postseason run. And if they're going to make a postseason run, they have to win this game. This is a must-win game for them, especially looking at their schedule down the stretch. So I'm going to take, take New England enjoying their trip out to Los Angeles in the nice warm weather. Ronnie. I don't think they're going to be enjoying this. I have the Chargers. I think uh, Herbert is a stud. They're oh, yeah. they're second in pass yards per game, 280 per game. Uh, I think the only way the Pats win if they convert on third and short and get their run game going. Wait, Justin Herbert throws for 280 yards a game as a rookie? Yes, sir. He's offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. It's I mean, I'd have, to, I'd have to look at You got at Justin it. Jefferson on that list. You got a couple yeah, guys, but Je- if you throw 280 as a rookie quarterback, you win Absolutely, that. Absolutely, but that Jefferson's record, he can't stud. close. Can't close. We'll move on from good quarterback play to more good quarterback play on one side of the football to the 820 primetime game, the 4-7 and seven Broncos at the 10-1 Chiefs. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes has won seven consecutive primetime games and has 36 passing touchdowns in his 14 career primetime starts. It's already the most by a player through 15 primetime starts in the Super Bowl era. Patrick right. Mahomes, live on television at night. Jolan, can you name me Denver starting quarterback this week? It is going to be Drew Locke. Is it? He's back? He's oh, he's back and better than ever. Yeah, he's going to get his rear end kicked in this <laughs> game. Mahomes at home. I, listen, this this team is – you've seen it now. They kind of were I, – I don't want to say lulling their way through the season – because they only have one loss in the year, but they're kind of they're kind of jogging through the season. And now here, I think down the stretch, you saw it a little bit last week with the Tampa game. I think they start to find themselves here. That defense starting to find themselves. Steve Spagnuolo, we know what he does, especially late in the season. Um, I really like Kansas City in this game, and I don't think it's particularly close. I'm sorry for people that like Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. They're getting an awful game this weekend. Uh, they should be definitely getting a different one for a twenty. But I like Kansas City in this one at home. Right, you said uh, you'll take Patrick Mahomes at home. I'll take him anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Um, I mean, Vegas will too. The spread for this game is fourteen. So <laughs> yeah, it needs to be higher. I mean, Drew Lock 
not having the best season to his standards of what he was doing last year. Pat Mahomes doing exactly what we expected him to do. It's not going to be close. I don't think so. We move on to our Monday night game, and this is actually an interesting matchup. We've got matchup. two. This is actually an interesting matchup. We do have two Monday night games. Correct. The first one is more interesting than the second, I believe. The 4-7 and seven Washington football team at the 11-0 and 0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, it's interesting to me because you, Ryan, said something before the show. You said it's a hollow 11-0 and 0 for the Steelers. And now they're going against a pretty good defense, I would say. Who do you like here? Yeah, this is a fascinating matchup. A team that loses one of their star defensive pass rushers now goes up against one of the best pass rushers in the entire league. Um, this Washington football team, and that's their name, coincidentally, uh, they've done a good job. I like what they did on Thanksgiving, uh, dismantling the Cowboys, of course. It's always pretty. Uh, I still think they narrowly, narrowly lose this game. Pittsburgh just has a knack for, again, they're not allergic to blowing teams out, but it's just not something you see that much. I think Pittsburgh keeps this close. I think they win probably on a field goal, last-second field goal. That's what I see. Again, Washington, Alex Smith, can they continue to do those things? Again, you're going from playing a Dallas defense that may or may not belong in Division Three in the NCAA to playing the Steelers, who historically, again, losing Bud Dupree, but his, are a historically good defense this year. They've been terrific. Minka Fitzpatrick in the back end. Shout out New Jersey. Shout out St. Peter's. Um, he's done a terrific job. I think they do just enough to continue to win. And and that's been their thing. That's been their MO all year long. They just continue to find different ways to win. So give me Pittsburgh, especially at home. Credit to Mike Tomlin. Ronnie, who do you like in this Washington football team versus Steelers matchup? Steelers. I, I just don't think Alex Smith can get it done. He has an interception in every game he's played, and now he's going against one of the best defenses in the league. I don't think he's going to play good. They have to hand the ball off, and that Steelers' rush defense is fantastic. The thing is, though, the Steelers can't run the ball. So maybe a couple lucky turnovers with Washington, and this well, could be... We'll see if they get James Conner I back think this, this is week. going to be a lot closer than people think. I really do. Oh, it is. I Definitely. Move on to the second Monday night game because of COVID. We have two. Eight and three Bills at the five and six 49ers. Niners wide receiver Debo Samuel has 12, uh, 1,293 career yards from scrimmage. It's the sixth most through two seasons by uh, 49ers wide receiver, trailing only Jerry Rice and Dave Parks. And Samuel has missed time with injury and still has five games to play this season. So Debo Samuel is getting involved. Who do you guys like here? Debo, I think you did this game a disservice. I think this game is a lot better than what Jalan is giving them credit for. Uh, by the way, San Francisco first game in Arizona because they have to move there because uh, basically their area said, screw you, get out, covid forcing us to shut down everything so you got to leave uh so they're they're in arizona now they're gonna play this game there two games in arizona this weekend pretty should be should be fun for that uh for that staff i like san francisco in this game they're starting to get healthy debo's back raheem mostert may or may not come back for this game really the two the big pieces that they're missing obviously jimmy g they're missing nick bosa and solomon thomas but they lost him earlier in the year and George Kittle of course but they're they're slowly getting their jaw on and you saw what they did last week to the Rams Josh Allen again another guy I, I don't hate Josh Allen I just just think Josh Allen can throw you out of a game I and this is on the road uh this is a little bit of a tough matchup I don't like the Bills in this game I don't like them on the road uh especially what I saw against Los Angeles last week I'm going to take San Francisco at Ronnie, their new home. Ronnie, who do you like? And Richard Sherman is returning. We forgot to mention that. He returned yep. last week, and now he's been playing yep. phenomenal football, so he's back. Um, I still have the Bills. I don't think Nick Mullins can get it done against a 
not particularly great on paper build secondary, but if you look at those names, they can show up any week. And Nick Mullins has a pick in every game he's played. So many quarterbacks have so been, played so poor, you have to ask yourself who's going for a quarterback in this draft. Because certainly the Jimmy G thing could work with the Niners, but his health's been such a question that they have to, they might possibly move forward. So questions arise. To our final game of the week, it's a Tuesday matchup. The 3-8 and eight Cowboys are at the 6-5 and five Baltimore Ravens. The Cowboys are scoring on just 50%, 17-34 of their drives when they reach the red zone the fourth worst mark in the league this season and they have scored just three touchdowns on 12 red zone drives since week seven that 25 percent mark is the worst over that span with all three coming in victory over the vikings so clearly they can only get it done in the red zone against the vikings we'll start with you ronnie ravens ravens cowboys are just terrible without dak prescott i haven't seen one good offensive drive since and it makes you wonder zeke only with 100 yard rushing game since dak's left What's his value now? They paid him $90 million. It's not looking like a $90 million. And, oh, yeah, paying running backs <laughs> a lot of money, and they don't work out. Yeah. No, something funny about that. No, Zeke hasn't been the same player at all. He wasn't the same player when Dak was around. Uh, that, that's in part due to not only him, but that offensive line is decimated. Uh, they, You know, Tyron Smith's out. Zach Martin is now hurt. Travis Frederick retired. Lyle Collins is gone. Like, this is, it, it's just a disaster down there. Yeah, no, I've got to go Baltimore. Trace McSorley, Lamar Jackson doesn't really matter, in my opinion. Both can escape the pocket, which means they'll have a pretty good day against this Dallas defense. Both actually have arms to throw the football, which means they're going to have a good day against this Dallas defense. I think uh, Zeke's downfall was his tattoo. Feed me. I don't think we're going to feed I think it was that Cabo all. trip. I really do. That could, Listen, I, <laughs> there's stories about Cabo that you don't come back to saying. Oh, no. I finished up our NFL segment. Oh was... no, it doesn't. We we have uh, we got to look ahead to next week, the Thursday night matchup: New England at Los Angeles, at the Rams. You're I, I'm going to go quick right here. I, I, it's going to be the Rams. I think the Rams win this game at home against the New England Patriots. That is slated for Thursday, December 10th. Uh, I can't believe we're saying that already. The 10th of December. Uh, that's pretty wild to think about. But I think that's how Week 14 gets kicked off, is with. The Rams getting a victory. Uh, I mentioned this last week, Jolan. The passer rating for quarterbacks throwing more than 20 yards downfield against the Rams is under 10. It's under 10. Jeez. It was at 6.5 as of last week. That's an obs- that's a ridiculous number. Uh, and it's a credit to Jalen Ramsey, Jordan Fuller. Shout out Ulta Pan. Um, you know, I have a few friends that played against him. Uh, it's just an unreal, unreal team. And I think they get it done at home. I like Sean McVay. I like... You know him, I, but him versus Belichick's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. But yes, that now officially wraps up our NFL segment. So we're gonna talk a little bit about college football, a little bit going on. Uh, Clemson's actually locked up at halftime against Virginia Tech, seventeen to ten. Expect them to pull away at some point. Coast Carolina and BYU, oh baby, the Mormons versus the Mullets, baby. What other matchup would you love to see other than that one? Coast Carolina comes out on top, twenty-two to seventeen. In the battle of nine and O's, in the battle of the nine and O's, so mullets come out on top. Uh, sorry, Mormons, go back to Utah. Uh, and you just look around the scoreboard. Notre Dame wins again this week. Uh, Ian Book's done a great job. He should he should have a serious consideration for the Heisman Trophy this year, especially in a year where nobody is really, you know, you look back on the years and you're like, 
wow, RG3 deserved it. Like, look at, look at the splash RG3 had that year. Look at the splash Manziel had. All Cam Newton. All these different guys that had these really big... Joe Burrow, obviously, last year. These big splash okay, seasons. All the Oklahoma guys, Sam Bradford, you know. Of course, I did, that inten- I did that intentionally because I knew Joel Allen would pick Jeez. me up. <laughs> right, look, look how upset he got. Um, and nobody this year has... Yeah, but even Fields. He's, three of the he, past 15. No dumb. Fields, Fields has played what? Three games this year? Ohio State's played three games due to COVID? Or, you know... Fields pro- looks phenomenal, though. Oh, like, great. He looks phenomenal when he's got three weeks to prepare for everybody. Thanks. Congratulations. We want a cookie? Like, I again, he's a great quarterback. He's going to go number two overall this year to Jacksonville. I understand that. But uh, I really like what Ian Book has done. I think Ian Book is that, pro- that prototypical great college quarterback. I don't know how well he transitions to the... The next level, I don't think he does, but he's having a great year nonetheless. And you you just look around, and OU's beating Baylor three nothing in the second quarter. So there you go, John. Uh, get it, get it a little bit more happy. The Alabama LSU game that was supposed to happen four or five weeks ago has is now taking place. Alabama, no surprises, rolling. They get Nick Saban back after he tested positive for coronavirus. So that's going to do it for college football, high school sports. Wrapping up, Pompton Lakes won the state uh, sectional slash regional championship in soccer this year. Shout out to Pompton Lake. Shout out to Coach Edgar and that team. They won in the last 50 seconds of the game. Uh, one nothing over Kinelon. So That's congratulations. Cool. Congratulations to them. Congratulations again to the NJSIA for doing their thing and getting a season going. Talk a little baseball. Just a real quick note. The Mets signed Trevor May, a reliever. I really like the signing. Uh, I've been told by people I know it's a Yankee-like signing. Uh, which is always good to hear. Uh, you know, they, they like to spend money. Sign and, everyone. And so do we. I think Cohen, again, I think some of his bigger moves are coming, but I think that's a savvy move. I think it's I think it's one of those ones that we'll see pay off in July and August uh, as opposed to March, uh, April, and early May. And I think it shows you where Cohen's at. He's already dabbling with free agents already. Well, yeah, I mean, the dude's a, we talked, uh, I talked about this last week. He's a savage with the Buckner ball buying the Buckner ball and putting it in the Mets Hall of Fame. That's just hilarious. If you wanted to give them a bit bigger middle finger, you should put it in the Boston Museum. Mm-hmm. That'd be, that would be hilarious. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take it being in the Mets Museum. So, But, again, he's done he's done just another another great job. And, uh, you know, now, now we get to talk a little basketball. A little basketball. NBA is coming back the 22nd of this month. Uh, right before Christmas, we got the matchups are finally released for at least the first half of the season. I like the league doing that. Because Lord only knows what's going to happen by March 4th. Uh, and, and by the time the All-Star break comes around. Uh, so, Joan, uh, let's 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 kick off the NBA. All right, Ronnie. We talked about this draft night. And I said, a lot of players I don't like, period. So, who do you like in this draft to be a star year one? Or is it more of a developmental draft to you? Top uh, three guys, Anthony Edwards, James Wise, I think it's Ball. developmental, but top five, obviously, are going to do their thing. I want to see how Anthony Edwards fits in with that uh, Timberwolves offense. Who does Timberwolves have now? They have D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. They have Carl Anthony Towns. They might yes. have Cat. Cat's dealing with. He's yes. lost seven family members to COVID. Um, I, I I'm going to be interested to see if he plays at all. If he plays the start of the season, I think Anthony Edwards can fit in as that number two while he's gone. Obviously, we hope him the best uh, with his mental health moving forward. But yes, uh, that that would be Anthony Edwards. <laughs> Yeah, that's who they have on that roster. And I got a question for just generally just the pod right now. Um, do you guys think the Warriors take a major step back without Clay Thompson, or is Steph Curry able to get it done with James Wiseman now, Draymond, some other pieces around him? Nicolo got drafted to them. 
Who do you guys like with the Warriors? Do you see them making a far deep run like they were? Uh, I think James Wiseman was the best pick they could have done. They need a big man. He's solid, plays great defense, can score in the post. But Klay Thompson is one of the best players in the NBA. Locks down on defense and can shoot in your mouth, hand up, hand down, doesn't matter. You you lose a lot of games without him. I mean, he scored 60 points on 19 dribbles. I mean, By the way, that's, that's ridiculous. He scored 37 points in a quarter. Uh, here's the thing. This is why the Warriors still have a very high level of intrigue to me. Look at look at all the point guards we talk about in the NBA. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, John Wall. John Wall, all these guys. Look what we have asked them to do at certain points in their career. We've asked them, they've had MVP level type seasons when their teams have needed it the most. Well, this is Steph's time, right? He has to be the best player. He has to carry this team. You're getting an older Draymond. And again, I know people like Draymond, but his athleticism, the older he gets, there wasn't a ton there to begin with. And so now if it regresses, you get even worse. Steph Curry needs to come out and have a really great year. Because again, you look at those you look at those MVP seasons right now, well, look at the team around them. You know what I mean? Look at the you know, the one year the one year obviously that was when they were first starting and then the next year they win seventy three games. You know, so it's what what I wanna watch is can Steph Curry will this basketball team? Can does he can he have that type of impact like we've seen other point guards do? We've seen Russell Westbrook dragged Oklahoma City to the postseason the first year ball, the first year. year. Right, Chris Paul dragging. You know, again, I think there was a lot of young talent on that team that that helped him. But but I would agree. Uh, that Warriors team you said the first year, they were the deepest team I've ever seen in my life. Right. The next year they won seventy three. They lost their whole bench and got KD. KD makes up for every uh, single player they, won they lost. Seventy three without KD. Was it without? Uh, KD? Yeah, yeah. Without that KD was the year or... before. That was when they blew the three one. Oh yeah, the deepest deepest bench. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then they, they lost get KD. <laughs> and. I'm interested to see they lose the finals without KD and obviously without Clay. I don't think without that deep bench, without KD and without Clay, I don't think they can hang. Oh no, I don't think they have a big year. I'm just saying I want to see what Steph does. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in terms of how he operates. We'll stay on the KD topic. Nets guy in the room. Be realistic. Is championship expectations now for the Nets? It was championship talk expectations when we signed them. So talk about your team. All right. This so. is what I like to hear. I don't want to hear the Clippers. Uh, or I don't want to hear Mike Budenholzer up there in Milwaukee. It's not championship or bust. No, it is. It is. You, and I, you I like signed the player. best player in the world for a reason. And yes, I said it. The best player in the world. You've never looked at KD as the most athletic guy, athletic guy on the court. Never. So he tears his Achilles. What do you expect him to get his athleticism back? He never really had it. He's going to be that spot-up shooter, that pull-up. And obviously you have Kyrie Irving. And then you got, you got Spencer. LeVert, you got Allen. You, yep. got, you got players. Talk yeah. about them. All right. Jared Allen, stud. Stud. You like him? Stud. I think, I don't know, because I'm a big C's guy, and we got Tristan Thompson, and I still don't think that's our biggest problem with you guys right now. I mean, besides KD signing. There's no one to match up Jared Allen. He's too tall. He's too physical. It's, it's weird for me because, right. like, we could go. We it's the first we time could, there's been a good could, team in New York ever. We could go from, from 1 to 12. I think our team is way better than the Celtics. You go starting lineup. Obviously, you guys top have two, younger yeah, talent. Top five, no. Top twelve, you. Absolutely. When you go into the bench, I can't even name your your eighth guy. Robert Williams. Wanamaker. Brandon Wanamaker. No, Wanamaker's, Wanamaker's, not even Wanamaker's on the team. gone. Oh man. yeah, that's right. Yeah. 
I can't name your eighth guy, and I know you can name ten of the Semi, next players. Maybe Semi Olajuwon. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, the guy that went to Duke yeah. and then transferred to SMU. Yes, yes sir. It might be Semi, yeah. but you're, you're right. You're right. It's, it's, it's so a, I think we're we're the favorite. Like I don't think there's a team that can contend with us. Think you take the Lakers? Favorite out of the East. Let me say that. Right, I so think we'll, we could take the Lakers, but I, I have to see them play together. We could end on that topic. We'll leave a little cliffhanger. We'll get you back around because I guarantee the Nets. Oh no, we got Joel. So we play, got plenty oh, of time, brother. No, we end, got, of, end of NBA. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. we got. Yeah, no, we got we'll plenty leave of time. Cliffhanger because Ronnie's gonna come back. For the yeah, Joel. On listen, talking about the C's, man. It, you you're worried about Jared. You got nobody <laughs> to match up with Kevin Durant, like Jason Tatum. What are we talking about? That. Stop it. What do you stop mean? It. Stop I can't curse. Enough of that. Stop it. What? The foolery. The Tom foolery over here. Did you watch LeBron try to contain Kevin Durant? Jason Tatum's only, what, 23, 24? Correct. And he's not better than LeBron James. So if LeBron James had problems he's containing growing. Kevin Durant, based on the transitive property in mathematics, Defensive, here, I'm finishing a math lesson. growing. Ah, so much pessimism. Growing? All right. What do you mean Jason Tatum's what, 6'7"? Yes. KD's 7 foot. Yeah, really? he, shoot, six, he shoots eight. the ball. Six eleven and a half, maybe. Yeah, no, he never tells anybody that he's, he's actually taller seven than Demarcus Cousins, who's six ten. Demarcus Cousins tells people he's like six nine. That's what he does. Yeah, you don't want to be seven foot. I see a picture of him next they're to gonna, They're gonna label you as a center. Yeah. You don't want to yeah, be a center. Yeah, he can rise up. He's at like he's at he shoots the ball at an apex of like seven five <laughs> seven six. Like, come on, man. Don't give me this Jason Tatum talk. You know, he's a great player. Came out of Duke, obviously, but. I, I don't know. And, Ronnie, like I said, I appreciate that, that you are very open that this is championship or bust. It it does not matter. This is the expectations we put on superstars in this league. If it busts, does it collapse? No. This is a growing year. If it, like, I still think it's a championship team. You still have to have to connect. So you see, like, a two two or three titles in five years type of run real quick? Like, it might not happen the first year, but you do see championship. If we saw it with the Heat, I'm pretty damn sure we can see it with the Nets. <laughs> well, we're... We're going to find out, again, does Kyrie Irving, you know, what is Kyrie Irving in this locker room? Is he finally in a spot where he wants to be and he's a happy-go-lucky guy? What happens if things go bad? We've seen teams, big super teams, try to try to work the, work themselves together. Look at the Heat back when they first got together. It took them the first 17 games. They were 8-9. and nine. And everybody's like, is this really going to work? Well, in the end, it ended up working last time I checked. Okay, so... Uh, but again, what is what does Kyrie bring? If he brings what he brought to the past two locker rooms he's been in, this is gonna this could be a problem, and it's gonna be more of the KD babysitting service against whoever they're playing instead of the Nets playing whoever whoever they're playing. So, but I do like Joe Harris coming back. I, I, that's a huge signing. Uh, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie. I like all those guys. I'm glad you didn't get rid of them. Uh, like, it would have been very easy to just ship them off. And I know the talk about James Harden. I think James Harden would have destroyed this team. Oh, John Wall I, to the Rockets. I, I, well, we'll talk about that here. But I think James Harden would have destroyed this team. Just because, again, like you look at it, Kevin Durant's the best player on that team it, with Hands all down. three of those guys. Hands down. But he's the guy that typically has the ball less if you look at those other two guys throughout their careers. Kyrie needs the ball. So does James. And then Kevin Durant gets the ball. That can't be how it works. You don't want the best player getting the third. He's not the third option, of course. Yeah. So it's it how that would have mixed. I don't really know. It seemed like an oil and vinegar type thing to me, uh, or a water and vinegar thing, water and oil, whatever it is. Uh, it seemed like that kind of me, uh, kind of thing to me. Ronnie, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I think it's a respect factor. You know, Kevin Durant is your best player. You're not going to shoot thirty times times a game. You have Russell Westbrook, who can't shoot on the Rockets. Obviously got traded, but when he played with James Harden, he can't shoot. So James Harden's going to take every shot he can. 
you have arguably one of the best point guards in the league, top three in my opinion, with Kyrie Irving, healthy and mentally healthy. Um, KD, who is, if not one, the second best player in the league. So you got to know know your boundaries. If you want to win, obviously he wants to win. He's been knocked out of the, the playoffs, conference, conference finals twice. He wants to win a ring. You're going to do whatever it takes. You know, it's interesting. We talk about Kyrie's mental health. Well, look at where he's been in the NBA. It's not the best spots to live. And I'm not being sarcastic about that. You look at Cleveland, you. Yeah. you look at Boston, he's now home. So yeah. there's some sense of comfort there. And, he and did again, say he, he was this. living with his parents. Exactly. Right. He, did, some, he did pick I mean, this situation. I mean, with him, but I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He picked this situation. This was his free agency. Exactly. This was where he wanted to go. So, again, this is, you know, again. I, I hope we don't see No disrespect, much. Cleveland and Boston. Love you guys. No, full disrespect, Cleveland. I'm sorry. I, you know, again, that's just, I, you know. <laughs> they threw cans the referees. They'll beat you down with pitchforks, buddy. Yeah, and well, imagine what Boston says uh, up there. You <laughs> said uh, the Kyrie got to pick a spot. Yep. Whenever someone says he's a he's a um, decimate to the locker room, he got traded to the Celtics. Do we know he ever wanted to be there? No. Yo, I've been on this for a while. Even when this happened, they didn't have to trade this guy. This is what I don't understand. Why do teams, when guys request trades, do they just say yes? Like, exactly. they, you don't, he's under contract. He literally has to play for you. Or you can find him and suspend him. What, why is there a need mm-hmm. to trade him? You didn't even get a good package back. Exactly. Sorry, IT. You were a good <laughs> player. You know, you had that great yeah. season with the Celtics, but you weren't that same player. Why did it have to happen? I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, unlike meteorologists in the area, Jolan correctly predicted what we were going to talk about later. Uh, and we're going to talk about the Westbrook John Wall trade. Speaking of forced trades, here we are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Russell. Well, they've been talking about this for a while. And uh, so if you don't know the trade, Russell Westbrook to Wash to the Wizards down there in D.C. John Wall going to Houston. And John Wall and a first round pick. And a 2023 protected first round pick, probably 2023 because you don't really have any other draft picks. Probably traded them all away. Uh, I, I don't know who wins this trade. I really don't. I think. It might end up being a wash. I know what Russell Westbrook gives you. I know what Russell Westbrook gives you is more than what John Wall gives you. Obviously, John Wall still coming off of injury, but I think John Wall shoots the three a little bit better, which fits more with James Harden. Just a hair bit more, very slightly fits better with James Harden. Uh, if he can become a standstill shooter, uh, he's going to be that. That duo can work. Russell Westbrook was not a standstill shooter. He's a running gun guy. Are you crazy? He's a turnover guy. The mm-hmm. Wizards won this. They have Bradley Beal still. Russ Westbrook, Bradley Beal, first round pick coming. John Wall, you have to realize, John Wall isn't like these guards that gets to the rim. He's built off speed. And he's coming off with two Achilles tears, right? No? Yeah. That's going to ruin yeah. his speed. He's not going to be the same like, guy. Jalen, who's you. the guy at the end of the game for the Wizards? Who takes the shot? It's going to have to be Bradley Beal. Absolutely. Points a game. Yeah, but Absolutely. can he get it there? He will get it. Can there. Russell Westbrook? Hold on. We saw this that in the ego. bubble. We saw this in the bubble. Can Westbrook control his game enough to get him the ball late? He couldn't do it for James Harden. He couldn't do it for... He didn't respect James Harden? He didn't respect KD? He didn't respect KD? Hold up. It's a different level of respect. Russ and Harden have to both get their numbers. Bradley Beal isn't a guy that's looking for his number all the time. You saw when he played with John Wall, he did just enough. Oh, no, he needs his numbers. Russ Westbrook's doing what he does, and Bradley Beal gets 25 a game, I guarantee you everything's going to be... In cahoots over there. No, Bradley Beal needs his stats because he could become yeah. a free agent here pretty soon in the next few years. He wants that big contract. No, no, no. If you can't get the ball to Kevin Durant, why do I have the confidence to get to, for him to get him the ball in Bradley Beal? He's also younger, too. Russ might pull yeah. the seniority thing. 
Ronnie, what are your thoughts on the whole trade? Uh, Rockets absolutely won this deal. They they get a, um, a John Wall, who's a great player. I've seen reports he's back. I've seen reports that he hasn't missed a step. He can shoot better than what he was. He's been he's been out for two years. Which is what he should have been doing, by absolutely. the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, basketball wears your body down. You get two years to rest, rehab. I think he comes back better than he was before. Rockets signed DeMarcus Cousins. They got Christian Wood off free agency. Uh, when Westbrook was with them, they didn't have a big man. They traded Clint Capella, which I think was awful because he's a great big man. Um, he's a rim protector. Wizards, or Wizards lost his trade and Rockets won. I don't think it's close. Yeah, again, I think Russ comes in, and, and again, the expectation now is playoffs if you're the Wizards. And I think it's just Russell Westbrook's going to try and get his and go from there because I think he respects Bradley Beal less than he respects James Harden and Kevin Durant. And if you look at it, the stature that those guys are on compared to Bradley Beal, that sounds about right. You know, like that, Bradley Beal like is he, underrated. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Most underrated shooting guard yep. in the league. But he's not on that level yet. No. Um, and again, like you said, if J- John, you mean John Wall didn't didn't put, go with a Mitch Trubisky, uh, pulling the Michael Jordan, I'm no. bag, no. idiot. Um, he's been <laughs> quiet this whole offseason. Right. Yeah. No. And and again, we haven't heard anything from him. And again, I know these both of these guys didn't like their situation, but I think again. New situation. Who knows what can happen, really? And again, Houston—it's a way to reload instead of rebuild, yep. uh, which is which is pretty good. And and again, now they don't. Now they're not going to trade trade James Harden. I think they get if they got a bunch of younger guys and some picks. I think you look at it and you're, you're James Harden. You're like, do I really want to stay here for a rebuild? Yep. The answer is likely no. And you get out of town. But now they bring back an established guy like John Wall, and uh, they go from there. Uh, Ronnie, any you know any kind of predictions you think what? What can we expect from this year? Uh, hopefully not the year of COVID by the end of it. Yeah. But uh, what can we expect out of the NBA this season and uh, the the play we should be able to see? Um, I think uh, the Clippers drop. Heavy. Really? They lost Montrez Harrell. Shamit. You might, some people might not know Shamit, but one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Obviously now in Brooklyn with Joe Harris, that's going to be one of the best teams in the league. Have spot-up shooters. Um, Montrose Howard goes to the Lakers. To the Lakers. Anthony I think Davis, my prediction is going to be, yep, Lakers-Nets is my prediction. Yeah, Ser- I might be biased, Serge but. Now. Serge Ibaka now for yep. the Clippers. Yep. Hey, that's a big signing. That's a good replacement for Montrez Harrell. Absolutely, but uh, it's not that, the it, intensity is not there. It's an upgrade at the rim protection. I will tell you, their backcourt is bad. They really don't have a point guard. They really didn't address it either. Um, there, were ru- there were rumors that they, oh, they might just trade for, like, Spencer Dinwiddie. And I'm like, how does that. What? How does that, like, you don't just, tra- it's not like you give them a bag of peanuts. Spencer Dinwiddie's not a guy you trade for a bag Starter of peanuts. Starter on plenty of teams. You know, he's at least worth a copier machine. Yeah. No, 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 I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, it, but they don't, they really don't have a point guard. And again, we, we they, they haven't really addressed the elephant in the room. I think the best thing for them would have been Kawhi coming out and say, I didn't get it done. And this whole time you heard each of these different players, while it was the star treatment, while it was Doc Rivers, while it was the, no, they just didn't close. Oh, it was the chemistry. You had chemistry when you were up 17 yeah. in all three closeout games. In all three of them. And you lost all of them. You know, it's just one of those things. I, I think that, Ronnie, in my eyes, is part of their detriment this year is they just didn't face the music. Yeah. They didn't really, you know, I think a hard look at what they did would have been much better. I think Ty Lue's a really good coach. I th- I like him in that system. I hope he gets Kawhi out of bed sooner. I hope he dictates practice time instead of Kawhi. 
Um, and when the team leaves for the games and stuff instead of Kawhi. But, uh, yeah, I don't... It's hard for me to not see Lakers Nets right now. Again, obviously, absolutely, absolutely. barring anything that can that can happen, injuries, uh, you know, God forbid. Uh, you know, I, I don't see how it's not. The Lakers, LeBron... Oh, the other big thing, LeBron's going to change back to number six. He'll wear six for the Lakers. Anthony Davis is going to wear number 23. That was announced earlier this evening. Uh, and uh, that was a move they talked about last offseason, but they did it too close to the season, and Nike was like, they already sell too many jerseys. Sorry, uh, try next year. And well, they did. Uh, and they both signed max extensions. I think they're really happy. They get Montrose Harrell. They get Dennis Schroeder. Now, I think, again, the savviness up. of Rondo is lost a little bit. But uh, but I, I like the Schroeder pickup. And uh, we're going to see, Ronnie. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I like Christmas Day. I'm looking forward to Christmas Day. Oh, speaking of Christmas Day, you said NFL is going to play on Friday. Christmas Day is an NBA NBA oh, yeah, day. it's always an NBA I, I think the ratings for the NBA are going to blow out the NFL on Christmas well, Day. We're going to see. NFL has reigned king over the past. Yes, bat, it has. But, but we're going to see. This is the big test. This mm-hmm. is the this is the NBA's well, day. you got KD and you mm-hmm. got Kyrie going to Boston. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun. You got LeBron in the prime time. You got LeBron in the prime time game. Well, that's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, so is the entire NBA season. We're at Joel on next episode. We're probably going to do some very... Like, uh, kind of like what we did with the NFL, division by division, MVP, who we looking at, maybe rookie of the year, Look some talk that like that, uh, and uh, we'll get rolling from there. By the way, I haven't forgot about you all listeners. We are going to look back at how the Goose predicted the NFL season, and we're going to go back and see how wrong uh, he was, uh, how wrong I was, and how right I was, and we're going to go from there. Ronnie, what's up? Uh, correction. They're going to be playing the Warriors, so KD is going to be playing his old team again oh, on baby. Christmas Day. Oh, jeez. Oh, here baby. we go. Oh, easy 35 clip. E- you easy. heard it here first. But uh, I, we will look back on those records. We're keeping all, track of everything. Uh, Jolan, I want to thank you for joining me. Ronnie, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, it was a lot of fun, man. And, and, and again, it's just... Is that, this podcast just gets more and more fun every time. Thank you for having me. Where can they follow you on social media? Uh, you can follow my Instagram, Ronnie underscore Aponte. And my Twitter is KingRonnie14, I believe. Look at that. And uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Gosker56 or on Instagram at Goose on the Mic. I uh, keep tabs not only on the podcast, but what I'm doing with WTVQ and WGHT. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. Maybe a radio show in the in, in the books. Uh, we're going to see about that. Uh, but uh, I love this podcast. And uh, this was episode 28 of the Air It Out podcast. I'm Ryan the Goose Gosker. Jolan, where might the podcast be able to find you personally? and the podcast. Well, you can find the podcast now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now Amazon Music. Yes, thanks, Amazon. You can follow Amazon. us on Twitter at Podcast Air It Out or Instagram at airitout.podcast. Or you can follow me on Twitter at goodoldjules or Instagram at the same thing. Any questions, comments, concerns, or compliments, again, you can reach us out on those. I knew my hard labor at Amazon would eventually get us somewhere with them. Uh, glad to have them on there. But again, if you guys want to be a guest, you want to comment on anything you see, you heard all the social medias, Let us know what you think. We'll keep tracks of everything. And uh, until episode 29, until week 14 in the NFL, and until another week in NBA training camp, Joe on. Put it in the books.